Today, it's Christmas, of course, which is why I gave out presents, but I'm gonna talk about the greatest gift that you could ever receive. Now, I'm not talking about Legos or PS5s, American Girl dolls, race car slimes, or all of the amazing things, right? We hear the Christmas story every year. And it's a beautiful story, right? Jesus came to this earth because he loves us and because he is our savior. But the question that I wanna ask today is, why would Jesus come to this earth if he knew that he was gonna die, okay? So John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Ephesians 2, four through five says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ, even that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. 1 John 4, eight says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. So Jesus came to this earth because he loves us. Now he knew that he was gonna die on the cross but he came to save and redeem us. He was on a mission to reach us. Now, I don't know what you guys think, but to me, that sounds like true love. He came to this earth for 33 years, knowing the whole time that he was gonna die on the cross for our sins. And his death was not something that was pretty. In fact, the crucifixion, it was ugly. He was beaten, he was whipped. He had a crown of thorns placed on his head He was exposed for the whole world to see. Now I'm talking about Jesus, our savior. He was perfect, was beaten and whipped and exposed for the whole world to see. But he didn't care about others, what they were saying and what they were doing. He didn't even care about the sins that we committed, but he did it because he loves you. I would say he loves me. Not only does he love you, but he loves your neighbor and he loves your family. And he came to redeem us and to wash our sins away with the blood that was shed on the cross. But think about his gift to us. Jesus wasn't born in a palace of gold. Could he have been born in a palace of gold, right? Because we know that Jesus can do anything. But instead he was born in a stable, a stable that's smelly and stinky and dirty. But he chose to come in a humble way. He was clothed with rags and he was laid in a feeding trough and he came from heaven down to earth to probably one of the dirtiest places he could come because he was on a mission to save you and to save me and to save the people that he loves. But these things, the story of Jesus' birth and him coming to a stable and, and being clothed in rags, they don't take away from the story. If anything, they add to the story. Think. It helps us realize the great sacrifice that he made for us. The ultimate gift of eternal life through him came in the simplest and humblest of wrappings. God's love for us is the greatest gift. Now, we don't deserve this gift. In fact, the Bible says we were born into sin. And at Christmas, we give gifts to people who we love, people who we care about, maybe people that have given us a gift first, We definitely don't give gifts to people that are our enemies or people that have talked bad about us or people that have been mean because, or people that have hurt our feelings. But I mean, like, who gives gifts to their enemies, right? Definitely not me. It's something I could probably work on. 
But of course, they don't deserve it if they're our enemies. But God, not God. He gave us his gift when we were his enemies. God created us to serve him and to be like him. And when we sin, it separates us from him. The more we sin, the more our lives aren't like Jesus. Jesus lived a perfect life on earth. He didn't give us this gift because we deserved it. In fact, the Bible says the opposite. But God demonstrates his own love towards us and that why we were sinners, he died for us. Now, kids, just like your parents love you when you mess up or when you colored on the brand new freshly painted wall or when you took the extra cookie when they told you not to or boys, when you broke the lamp after throwing the football in the house for the third time, when your sibling wouldn't give you the toys so you might have hit them or when you broke the brand new TV. We've all made mistakes, right? I could go on and on and on about things that we have done, but no matter what you guys do, your parents still love you. Parents, am I right? Okay, so I'm gonna tell your first kids worship that no matter what you do in life, your parents will still love you just like God. Now, of course, I can't really show you how big God's love is, but I can try my best so how much do you guys think that God loves you? I'm gonna need some help. How much do you think God loves you? Go ahead. What'd you say? Infinity, okay, Ava. What'd you say? You, too much, you can't even say it, okay? How much do you think God loves you? A million times bigger than the galaxy. That's pretty good. But of course, I can't show you but no matter what we still do, God loves you. So we're gonna do a little bit of an experiment today. And how many of you guys have messed up before? Go ahead and raise your hand if you've messed up. If your hand isn't up, we all know, okay? <laughs> you could put your hand down, but we have all sinned. So I have some sins written on a cup and I have this vase and this vase is going to represent your life, okay? Right now it's empty but we're gonna see what happens, okay? So I wrote some sins on these cups. The sin of lying, maybe you're struggling with lying and that's something you're having a hard time with and I'm gonna put this cup in here, okay? Here's another cup. This one says cheating. Maybe you're struggling at school on your test or you just feel like you're never gonna get a good score unless you use somebody else's answers. Sometimes cheating and lying kind of go together. Ooh, disobedience, maybe you're having a hard time following your parents or following your pastor, okay? This one says bullying. Maybe you're struggling with being nice to other friends. So it looks like my life is starting to get filled up and I still have a lot of other sins. Let's just see, okay? So this one says unforgiveness. And adults, this one, all of these can go for you. This might just be a lesson towards kids. It's not just about them today. Unforgiveness, so often in our life when someone has done us wrong, we have a hard time letting things go. And when you hang on, you know what happens? With all of these sins, when you hang on to them and you don't let Jesus take care of them, your life starts to fill up with sins. And what happens is when my life is full of sin, there's no room for Jesus. He can't fit in something that is full of something that is so unlike him. 
God called us to be like him. And when my cup is filled with things of this world and sins, we can't be like him. Now, of course, I can't make these sins go away. I'm not Jesus, but I'm gonna show you guys an example of how much he loves us. So I'm gonna take these out for a second. And I have this present on the table and I didn't give that one to anybody because it's for everyone. So I'm gonna open it up. First of all, I love opening presents, it's so fun. Hearing the wrapping paper, being excited. So this is the greatest gift ever. So we're gonna open it and see what it says, okay? So there's a little container inside. Can somebody read that for me? One of my, God's love, okay, and his blood, right? So God loves us so much that he died on the cross for our sins. He came to this earth for 33 years knowing that he was gonna die because he loves us and because his blood covers all of our sins. So instead of filling my life up with lies, I'm gonna fill it with God's love, okay? You're just gonna have to give me a second, let's see. All right. It's gonna keep filling it up because I want my life to be full of his blood and of his love. And the more that we fill our life up with God's blood, the less room there is for sin. So I think that that's probably good. Set this over here. Okay. So when we fill our life with God's blood, after we've asked for forgiveness, he fills us up. But guess what? We're all still human, right? And we all still sin. So, of course, we're gonna make mistakes. So I'm gonna put these sins in God's blood and we're gonna see what happens, okay? You guys see what's happening? Where'd the cup go? Okay, so that was just like one sin, right? Well, let's just say maybe I'm having a hard time in a lot of areas. Let's put cheating in the cup. See what God's blood will cover. Hmm. First kid, somebody tell me what's happening. Elena, what's happening? It's getting rid of the sin, okay? Disobedience, okay. Well, maybe you were struggling with being disobedient to your parents, but like all the time. Let's see how much sin his blood is going to cover. Oh, that one's gone too. But you know what? When I start and I pour Jesus' blood in my life, and then I ask for forgiveness, no matter how many times I sin, his blood is going to cover it. And I could keep going and I could keep going, but his blood will never stop. It will cover me because his blood and his love for us goes on and on. And there is no sin that I could commit that God will not take away. I could put this whole stack in and eventually his blood is going to cover every single thing that I have ever done. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm thankful for a God that will cover my sins in spite of what I've done. I'm thankful for a God who is rich in mercy and has shown grace. I'm thankful for a God that leaves room for him and allowing him to work. Now, I could continue. I brought other cups, and no matter how many cups I put in this, 
His blood will cover it all. And I think sometimes we get so wrapped up with, oh, but God, I've done this, you can't use me. But his blood covers all. His love for us covers all. There's only one thing that can take away our sin, and it's God's blood. When he died on the cross, his blood was shed for all of us. God's love says that no matter how, time, how many times we mess up, he will love us and he will forgive us. God's love is perfect. His love never changes. His love doesn't end, and it's so vast that it will never run out. God does not stop loving you based off of what we've done, and nothing you can do will ever separate you from God loving you. Not even you, isn't that good to know? There is nothing you can do that will make God stop loving you. Although sometimes we might feel love as an emotion, love is a choice. God chose to love us, not because of anything we've done or anything we will do, but simply he chose to love us because of his grace and mercy and because he's our savior and he's our healer and he's our king of kings. But you have a decision ever to say, that means me. You have to choose to love him and to follow him. Music, if you could start getting in your place. I just want you guys to think about a perfect person, God. He was humble. He's perfect in every way. He loves you so much that he shed his blood. I just want you guys to picture a cross really quick. And I know it's Christmas and lessons are supposed to be fun, but I really felt this. Picture Jesus on a cross, a perfect king of kings, a perfect healer hanging there to cover your sins and to cover your neighbor's sins. Anything that you've ever done, I know sometimes we feel like we can't do anymore, but God wants to fix some broken things in this place today. First kids worship. I wanna tell you guys that this world is going to try to tell you that you're not good enough, that you don't fit in, that you're a failure, but those are lies. It doesn't matter what other people say. God loves you, I love you, your family loves you, your church loves you. This world is going to try to distract you from your purpose. Don't allow it to. Follow God, follow his plans. And I'm not just talking to the kids today. We all have areas in our life where we are not like God. God is reaching out today and saying, I know you've messed up. I know you've made some mistakes and I know you continue to do the same thing over and over again, but here I am because I love you. You might say, but God, I've done this, but God, I've done this. God, you can't save me, I've done too much. He's saying, but I love you. It does not matter the things that you have done. His blood will cover every sin. We have to make the decision whether we are going to allow our lives to be filled with sin and not leave room for Jesus, or we are going to receive the greatest gift ever, his blood. Are we going to allow him to take the ugly parts of us, not just the pretty put together pieces that we wanna show him, but we are going, are we going to allow him to change us? And I'm not talking about we go through the motions so often and we show up 
And we say, but God, I'm sorry. And then we do the same thing. We say, but God, I'm sorry, please forgive me again. And we do the same thing. Why do we continue to do the same thing when we have a savior that wants to change every part of us? He wants to change what we care about. He wants us to be like him. So I'm gonna ask everybody to stand in this place. Go ahead and stay at your seats for a second. So many times we take for granted what we're given. It's so easy to go through the motions because we know that God will show us his grace and his mercy. We get comfortable knowing that no matter what we do, God will forgive us. But we can't keep leaving and coming and going without letting God change us. We have to allow him to change every part of us. Like I said, we can't just give him the pretty pieces, the pieces that we want him to see because we're afraid that the pieces that are hidden are too dark for him to heal or are they too dark for him to handle. We have to be willing to surrender everything to him. We have to be willing to say, God, I know I've messed up, but God, will you forgive me? God, I don't want my will. I want yours. God, I want your plan. I want you to lead me. I want you to guide me. So my question to everyone today is, will you receive the greatest gift ever? Will you allow Jesus to change what you care about? Will you follow him? Will you allow him to use you as a vessel for the kingdom? Will you say, God, not my will, but your will? Because when you allow the love of God to saturate your life, anything is possible. I would say anything anything but the beautiful thing about Jesus and I'm thankful for this he also gave us the gift of free will he gave us the gift to choose God will not force you to follow him but will you allow him to change you will you allow him to fix those broken pieces that no one knows about will you allow him to be your savior your king of kings your healer because I know that without God I'm nothing. And I know that there are things in my life that aren't pleasing to him. And I know that there are areas that he wants to change. Sometimes change isn't comfortable. It can be uncomfortable. It can push you to go further, but God wants to challenge you today. In this place, God is calling us to go deeper. He came to this earth so that he could save us be the light to our darkness, the answer to our problems, the hope when there seems to be no hope, and the healer to our brokenness, our Savior, Jesus. So First Kids Worship, I'm gonna ask you to come up, just step up out of your seat, kinda. You can come around the table, don't be afraid. Okay. After they come up, I'm gonna ask for our core leadership team to come. So core leadership, if you could come and surround them, you don't have to be like super close to the table. Leave some space, because we want some people to be able to pray. After our core leadership team comes, if everybody else would like to join, okay? So I want everybody listening really quick. I wanna challenge you guys today. Like I said, this might have been a lesson that was geared towards kids and seeing a fun object lesson of what God's blood can cover. But every person in this place has an area in their life that is not like Jesus. We all have areas in our life where we have allowed sin to creep in 
and change us and it's pushed us further and further away from God. We can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. We have to allow God to change every part of us. I wonder if we can all take some time this morning and ask God to forgive us and ask him to search our lives for the things that have separated him from us. Would you guys all think of something? What is something in your life that has pushed you away from God, that has pushed you away from your purpose, that has allowed you to become not like God? Because in this place today, God wants to fix some of those things. He wants to restore the brokenness. He wants to heal. He wants to be your savior. But like I said, you have to make the decision. As much as I wanna make that decision for you guys all up here, I can't. You guys have to decide whether you are gonna let Jesus be your savior, whether you are gonna follow him, whether you're gonna live your life seeking after his plan and his purpose. So I'm gonna ask us all to bow our heads in First Kids Worship, if you guys just wanna lift up your hands. And from the bottom of your heart today, I want you guys to start saying, God, I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Lord, we are asking right now, God, in this place, God, every part of us that is not like you, Lord, that you would search our hearts, search our souls, God. We wanna be like you in this place, God. Lord, anything that isn't pleasing to you in my life, Lord, I'm sorry, God. Lord, God, that you would just forgive me for anything I've done, God. Lord, that you would fill us with your spirit in this place. Come on, come on. He's calling us deeper in this place today. He's calling us to search those dark places, saying, God, I can't do it on my own. God, I need to follow you, Jesus. Hallelujah.